Hi, and welcome to our Dovaco podcast on culture and what it takes to build a better one. I'm Karen Bigger, and with me today, I have the honor of sitting with Michelle Alcorn, an entrepreneur and a wealth of wisdom spanning over 25 years in business. Michelle is the founder of R&R Solution back in 2010, with its focus on recruitment, retention, coaching, leadership, training, and service excellence. Michelle is a certified coach practitioner and a featured author in the book, Dreaming Big and Being Bold, Volume 4. Her chapter is entitled The Character of Business, and she is one of many authors with inspiring stories, a trailblazer, a visionary, and a change agent. A warm welcome to you, Michelle. Thank you. And thank you so much for being in the hot seat today. Michelle and I spoke in conversation yesterday, and a common theme emerged as we both are driven by the internal dynamics of a company, and our shared belief is that the external service and success of a company is guided by the internal health of the climate employees are finding themselves working in. So Michelle, could you please take it away with our podcast and talk to us about your why in business and what you like to see in culture? Great. Thank you so much, Karen. And I think one of the biggest pins when you're saying is what motivates people mm-hmm. to stay in business. And, and uh, my why has been driven through my career, first 20 years as an employer and having that opportunity to, you know, being the hiring and, and working across right. this country. I work with multiple organizations where I was privileged to work across Canada. And at the end of the day, it always came down to just getting those right people in in, in the right places. And, and right. success always came down as I grew and Got a little older and and looked back at why was this happening? I realized that my why came down to, you know, hiring smart people and Mm -hmm. and motivated individuals and just ensuring that they had the tools that they needed to be successful. And then um, 14 years ago, and I relocated back here to Atlantic Canada, um, I started working in the recruitment field. And uh, hence, when I started my company nine years ago. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. It's amazing to think it's nine years. But uh, when you're you're driven by supporting individuals and growth and, and, and understanding on the human resources side, I think the biggest thing that sometimes we forget, and it was a driver yesterday, is we forgot the human and the human resources. Oh, that's a powerful statement. And it comes down to people, right? It and really and, and I'm stopped every, you know, weekly and co- companies are asking, you know, I'm having challenges with getting the right people and where do I find them? And I said, you know, first of all, what's your culture in your company and why mm-hmm. should someone want to come work with your organization mm-hmm. is what I often ask a, a company right away. And it's amazing and how many um, owners struggle to answer that question. It's almost like we're forgetting to ask ourselves those questions Uh to get back to our basic fundamentals. And why would someone want to work within your organization? You know, mm-hmm. what's great about there? And, and, and I think that there's that purpose that we spoke about is, you know, what is it are we building? What are we selling? What is it that, you know, the service that we're offering? And, you know, people want to get up in the morning and what's going to motivate you to go to work? And, and it's mm-hmm. that environment. Mm-hmm. When you talk about people and and what motivates them to go to work, what comes to my mind is how is each person showing up? So it's almost back to that self-accountability is what part are you playing in your climate and what are the pressures or the variables that um, kind of interlude or interlink your behaviors? And I like when you say, how are you showing up? Because as you and I discussed yesterday, mm-hmm. it, we're each a person. 
and and yeah. and we have a choice every day to and how we're going to show up at work and and we talked a lot about that 50-50 relationship between mm-hmm. an employer and employee and i think at the end of the day we're all people so you know when you're getting up in the morning and regardless of which side of the equation you're on are you feeling good about your day have you gotten a good amount of rest are you getting right. up in the morning and having a big glass of water because we talked a lot about how your body's showing up and making sure that you're feeling good about your day and yeah. i feel that we as individuals have a responsibility to make sure that we're doing that and we're getting that health and wellness that we need. But once we show up into our workplace where we spend, you know, usually a minimum of eight hours a day mm-hmm. and, you know, what's going on once we arrive at our workplace? How healthy is that? What's that culture and what's that environment? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're touching on two really huge concepts. One is self-care and the other one is what's influencing your health and wellness at work. Um, it reminds me there was a YouTube uh, clip that I watched on Bob Chapman, and he is with the Barry Y. Miller um, Foundation, and it's on truly human leadership. And I was surprised by his research finding that your immediate supervisor or your boss is more influential to your health than your own family doctor. And so what is that saying about our workplace cultures? Um, The power of how we're being perceived or the belonging or the trust in our work environments and the stress that it's causing us. Um, I'll go back to the public health statement that rising cortisol levels continues to remain to be the number one public health concern. So when you look at 75% of chronic illness are stress-related, 90% of doctor's visits have to do with stress concerns. It is doing a number on our bodies, and it's um, the domino effect to that is how it's affecting our families when we're going home at work. So one of the questions is, what can we do at work when yeah. we know that as a person on both sides, you know, whether we're the owner of the company, we're still an individual as well. So if that environment is that stressful, as mm-hmm. we said, Karen, then if it feels that way for the employee, we know that it also feels that way for the employer. And I think what we have a responsibility is how are we showing up? Exactly. And, and what is it that we're doing? And, and it's often said, and I was fascinated when you quoted that, is people quit people, not companies. So with that research, and they said about individuals are leaning more towards their bosses or their supervisors versus their doctors. That's a huge, substantial mm-hmm. statement. Mm-hmm. So what I call out is to the leaders in organizations is knowing that this is happening, how are what are the questions that you're asking? your team on a daily basis. You know, yeah. are we rushing through our days? Mm-hmm. Or are we stopping for a minute before we sit down at a meeting and making sure everybody has a glass of water before we start this meeting and just taking a minute to take a breath? Mm-hmm. And then and just saying, you know, how's the day going today? Before we tackle the tough subject, have we stopped to talk about what's good about the day? What's that's that conversation powerful. that's happening? And I think that the supervisors that are out there, uh, I don't love the term boss, so people that mm-hmm. are on supervisory yeah. level and that are responsible for the actions and behaviors of other human beings. That's mm-hmm. a it's a huge responsibility and it's stressful. So it's stressful on both sides of that. So I think what needs to happen is, and I want to go back to maybe for you to talk a little bit more about why cortisol. I Uh, understand that, but maybe Karen, why don't you explain a little bit about what cortisol is in our bodies and why is that so important? Right. So cortisol is one of our natural stress hormones. And back in the times of any physical stress, 
our bodies would go into fight or flight mode, which would automatically cause our adrenal glands to release added cortisol to help us through that panicky time. It gives us that added adrenaline. It increases our heart rate. It keeps us very focused and aware of our surroundings. Unfortunately, what's happening in today's society where we're overstimulated with technology, with the larger workloads, with the do more with less, or the instant gratification of getting things done, including when you text someone, you almost become agitated if they don't text you right back or respond to your email. We are in a constant state of fight or flight because the psychological stressors, they don't go away like the physical stressors did back with our ancestors in caveman time. Like, the fight or flight response was to protect them from the physical threat of somebody or an animal right. coming after them. Now it's fear of not being good enough, fear of losing your job, fear of not being able to do the work that's expected of you, fear of not being enough when you go home to your family. And that doesn't go away without proper recognition of how your body is reacting to this and some really deep self-reflection and understanding of what are the areas where you need to grow and enhance in those character traits such as leadership, trust, respect, to um, bring more to work so how you're showing up. And I think to to your point is understanding that 50-50 side. So as an individual, yeah. how am I showing up at work? If I know yeah. I've got a lot going on in my day already, mm-hmm. you know, can I show up at work and maybe go to my supervisor and have an open environment to say, look, I've got a lot of extra things going on. Do you have an environment in a workplace where you've created a space where people are okay to do that? So that, that partnership? That, right? That's a partnership. Yeah. And I think that is what the key to be is how do you reconnect back with the people that, mm-hmm. that work with you now? One of the things we talked about is what are the low to no costs? Like how can I actually start to go to do some of these things and change? Mm-hmm. It, they're, they're simple because a lot of it is actually, first of all, make sure you have gotten some rest. Yes. And make sure you yourself as the leader or the supervisor in that situation is looking at both sides of the equation and understand that they're people first. The role modeling behaviors, right? It does start with you. Absolutely. And you talked about that texting and, and I want to yeah. go into that. For sure. a we talked a bit All about right. that yeah. yesterday. And, and Let's it, go there. Let's go there for a minute. <laughs> because one of the fascinating things that are happening, not just in our workplaces, but it's everywhere, is we are so connected. Mm-hmm. And what's happened is, is you start to look at productivity. And if all of a sudden I'm sitting working on a really important document and, and my phone's dinging, and it's something else that's coming in, I'm distracted. I'm now going to be mentally leaving the task that I am, and I'm going over here to do something else. So I'm not being productive anymore. And then if all of a sudden my supervisor or boss is coming in to ask me five other questions, you know, all of a sudden we have too much coming at us at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, and that email versus a text versus a phone call. Mm -hmm. And and we said that we start to see more and more people saying, well, I was talking so-and-so the other day. And I said, well, where were you guys? Well, they were never speaking to them, actually. They were having an email conversation or a text message conversation. Mm -hmm. They didn't actually know what was going on in that person's world. So what's Mm -hmm. happened is is these breakdowns in communication make us less communicative, but we have more information coming at us. And we're talking about chasing, right? They couldn't get a hold of me on an email. Now they're texting me Mm -hmm. or they're sending me a message on LinkedIn. Mm Mm-hmm. And if they can't get a hold of you there, they're messaging you over on a different platform. That's happening to all of us now. That's right. So what's going on, right? We're firing it all and we're running from it. It's no longer, hey, let's connect and have a quality 
um, conversation with deep meaning. It's more of what's going on here. Why don't they trust me to do my work? Um, I feel like I'm being chased. The red flags are going up and then the avoidance start. And that when there's avoidance and mistrust, there's no room for culture to grow for a team to be successful. And when you said that yesterday about eroding the trust, and mm-hmm. that's what happens when there's there's not a clear line of communication within an organization. Right. And and is is what happens is is people don't know where to go. So yeah. then they will make up their own narrative. So yeah. we have to say to to organizations if, if you're worried about what's being said at the water cooler talk, first of all, please have a water cooler. So I'm happy to hear that. Yes. Um, but right. if you're worried about the conversation, hydrate, yeah, hydrate, hydrate. <laughs> get in there and be part of the conversation yeah. and, and give your, your team of people mm-hmm. something great to talk about. And that's going back to having purpose-driven individuals. It's like mm-hmm. when I'm coming in this morning, and it, what's the purpose in my work? Am I going to make the best software ever? Today. You know, and, and I think sometimes we've forgotten what the actual purpose of our work was. Because what we do does not fully signify who we are as people in our jobs. Not at all. And being heard and being seen has to do more with those conversations of, hey, how are you doing today? You know, I seen that you didn't make this mark or I seen that you were having a tough time with this. Are you okay? What's going on? Exactly. That's going to stick with an individual and they're going to turn around and have your back or go that extra mile for you because you've invested the time and the care into building that relationship and getting to know who they are. Definitely. And when you ask the question, make sure you take the time to listen. Ah, to the answer. Listening. And and listening requires a back and forth. So, you know, when mm-hmm. that person gives you that answer, ask a few more whys behind it. So it's not just a surface answer, because oftentimes when you first come in, you're going to get a surface answer till you can dig a little bit deeper. And especially organizations or supervisors that are going to get out and start engaging right. with people when you haven't engaged before. Mm-hmm. Be prepared that you want to spend some time to take and understand what those answers are. And yeah. and because, you know what, at first you might not get the deep. That's but right. once you start asking a little bit more in that trust that maybe was eroded and you're mm-hmm. rebuilding back. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you ask the question, make sure you're listening. And there's no greater sense of remaining curious that that other person's going to be like, hey, they are interested in me. One thing that I've learned with effective listening is some individuals, depending on what's going on in their day, may not be able to articulate what's really happening. And it might take a few probing questions, giving you their undivided attention to get to that core of what's going on with them. And uncovering that core issue or that core concern, that core fear, there's no greater sense of accomplishment or fulfillment when you can be there in service of someone else. And thank you. When you when you you have been heard Mm -hmm. and you feel valued in that conversation and you turn back to whatever it is you're doing, whether you're at work or you were at home doing dishes or you're doing whatever, you move with a new level of vim and vigor into that task. I like that. Yeah, we do. So if you think about that in terms of taking that extra minute with someone when they need the help, Mm -hmm. you will actually leave that person in a better place for them to go back in. We're always talking about productivity at work. Well, one of the biggest dampers of productivity is when people aren't feeling valued or heard, Mm -hmm. or they really don't understand what's going on. 
Yes. And that's that going back to that communication loop that it always seems to come back around yeah. to say, you know, if we're holding people accountable for work, you mm-hmm. know, do they understand why they're doing what they're doing? Do they that's understand right. what their value is in that in that chain of completion? If you're manufacturing something, you know, how important is my role in this process? Right. And and the importance of it. And I think sometimes we've maybe not reprioritized and reminded people how important they are. Absolutely. At work, regardless that recogni- of title. Yes, that recognition. And you hit a few key points there, going back to value, going back to alignment of roles and reflecting on, okay, as as each experience happens at work, your role might need to be tweaked a bit or you might be um, starting off in a new direction. It takes that communication of going back to, I like to say it's rest reflect, reset, nice, and then move ahead. Because without that rest, reset, reflect, you're just running in a circle. Definitely. There's no room for growth. And I like when you go back to rest, because then we're mm-hmm. going back to the person and we're going back yes. to the body and we're going back to core health. Absolutely. Right? And there's that piece of a healthy company literally starts with healthy individuals and people that are part of it. And, and I know here at Davico, one of the things that is exceptional is, is a spirit of health mm-hmm. and a spirit of caring. And it's that openness to say that we are driven towards a purpose. But when you walk through here in the walls and working with individuals, uh, trust me, everybody is busy and working, but then people pause to take time and they're yeah. engaging with each other or stopping to have a healthy snack. That's and right. even though it's been a great and a busy day and there's times that we're running fast, but you know we make sure that we've got the nourishment here to nourish each other with each other's camaraderie but Mm -hmm. also food and making sure that we have that social connection is there in the heart of the kitchen right Mm -hmm. and making so if anybody has a kitchen you know make sure it's a place where people can come and want to hang out and and nourish themselves and get something to eat and we don't want people sitting at their desks eating that's one of the worst things that can happen we need to Uh. get people right falling into that Mm self-care and and go into another space so you can Walk away from your task and feed your body and do That's some yoga right. or take a walk. Yeah. Or, and I think employers can offer some low to no cost opportunities to help their people. Right. Have you have a saying, low and low to low no cost. cost, low to no cost, high investment, high investment, high impact, high impact. And that is one of the places where we spoke about what is the type of environment is the employer creating for employees to give themselves permission to really partake in some self-care behaviors? And some of the things, how do you create that healthy, safe, psychologically safe environment? And even it can be, what color are the walls? That's a good one. Um, How cluttered are the offices or the, the main part of the main floor, that gathering spot. Is it a relaxing, comfortable spot for people to want to gather? Or does it cause stress just even looking at it? Right. And that is when, you know, oftentimes when, you know, and and I have that unique privilege Mm -hmm. of interviewing people 
So, you know, um, there's I probably interview 20 to 30 people a week right. where I'm, you know, as, 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 a, as a recruiter and career counselor and, and you're asking people, you know, what motivates you to what do you, what's important to you and an employer? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's respect. And then they'll oh, talk yeah. about, you know, I want an environment where I can go in and feel welcomed. I want to have tools. Mm-hmm. I want to have training. Mm-hmm. I want to make make sure that I'm heard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rarely is the money in there. Money is extremely important. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. But in that essence is people want to know where they're going to work, what's going to be right. happening within that environment. And then I often get questions about how is the communication and yeah. and 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 that and literally the building space and it's interesting because you know i see a lot of companies say you know we've gone out and we invested and we made this really great hiring decision and they did they hired a rock star i hired a karen mm-hmm. but guess what karen is a rock star and she's pretty amazing and your environment wasn't really great mm-hmm. so karen's not going to stay yeah. So when I face a lot of organizations that are talking to me about what we're, retention, retention, I said, you've probably already recruited a lot of great people that haven't stayed because what you haven't done is looked at your environment. And right. you haven't spent that real time to say, before we go asking more people to come in to our playground and play with us here, like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, do we need to clean some stuff up? Do we need to take all the offices out, paint the walls. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that and put a more relaxing color. When's the last time that we did? Yeah. You know, maybe it's a couple hundred dollars, but at the end of the day, the environment that that changed, that you showed the people that work with you that they're important. That they're worth it. That Absolutely. they're worth it. That, you know, something as simple as putting a water cooler in your office to yeah. say that, you know, every day when you come in, we want everybody to start with a glass of water. You know, we mm-hmm. always have the, that at our meetings. Mm-hmm. Like, we are so dehydrated. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny, I preach it, but it's seriously, our society yeah. is so dehydrated. And you know that as a nurse, yeah, when you're absolutely. dehydrated, yeah. you're not going to function well. No, you cannot even process information. So some of those simple well. things, right? Clean yeah. environment, just mm-hmm. get rid of some clutter, right? Yeah. Making sure that you've got maybe some apples or something around, yeah. a snack if someone didn't get a healthy snack at home. Yeah. You know, we talked about um, uh, going through busy seasons. Okay. Right? Yeah. All companies have yeah. seasonality, right? Yeah. Construction, it's summertime, you know, people mm-hmm. are going to work longer shifts. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, you know, retail, which I spent a lot of years in, you know, Christmas and back Christmas. to school are pretty crazy. Right. And then, you know, each each industry has its different seasons. And we talked a bit about the accounting field and, you know, we just get through tax season or we're, mm-hmm. we're just sliding out the end of it. Sometimes we expect we need our people to work more hours. Well, if you do, what are you doing in your environment as an employer oh, yes. to make it better? What resources are you providing for your employees? What so tools? That, what nourishment? Tools so that they are looking forward to say, let's get this done instead of dreading it. Like, oh my goodness, this is the busiest time. I can't wait till it's over. I'm instead used to of, an eight-hour day, yeah. but now I need to work a 10 or a 12-hour one, but right. that's not how they're normally wired. So. What are you doing to make sure that that environment's better? Yeah. And those are the type of questions that can make all the difference in retaining that top talent. Because top talent do not leave their jobs they or their work they leave toxic environments they do and 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 highly skilled individuals that are motivated and i want to go back to that purpose right mm-hmm. even if you don't have anything right in your organization but you're providing them a space to help fix it and you're going to let them do what you hired them to do and mm-hmm. i can't stress this so many organizations let hire do. and 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 don't actually they mm-hmm. try to overmanage the individual and they don't trust yeah. them it's like yeah. y- you hired them you got to give them that trust to right. do it and 
it the level of purpose-driven people, mm-hmm. they'll fix what's not right in your environment, but you have to allow it to happen. Yeah. It's when you're not willing to that you go out and you make that great decision to bring that new person onto your team, mm-hmm. but you're not willing to fix the other side of that environment. Right. That's when that that they're not going to stay and, and they're probably going to take other people with them when they go. And that's because, you know, what, like-minded people yeah. tend to want to be around each other. Right. So, you know, if you're building doors and windows, build the best doors and windows that you've ever made and show how proud you are of your product. And you'll have people that don't want to get in and do that. That's like going to inspire. That's going to inspire it. What you need to do is create an environment yeah. where they have the right tools to do it. They celebrate their successes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things if, you know, giving tips to people, it's like change your conversation. Your conversation should be about what's going great in your day. Tell me what, you know, and what support do you need in your day? That's what supervisors can be. How can I help? How can I help? Or yeah. And the first question should be, tell me what's going great in your day. Even though I might, maybe you and I are working on a project, Karen, and I know I've got to come talk to you about something that's not done mm-hmm. we're struggling to get it done mm-hmm. if that's my first question to you we're both in that negative place there's that cortisol oh, going the wrong yeah. way right yeah so instead if i know that coming in what i say tell me about your day what's going on in your world mm-hmm. and you talk to me for a little bit first then we talk about the solution that we the problem that we need to solve we're in a better place and you're at a common ground because you've invested in that relationship at first. So it almost puts the both of you in a relaxation mode to really get deep in what's happening. It does. It's almost like you you give permission to each other to be vulnerable. I love it. Which is the grounding stone of building trust in an organization or within a team. And, you know, Absolutely. one of the things leaders, when it comes to building trust, too, we talked about listening. And, mm-hmm. and it's so exceptionally key is that is... You know, I think a lot of time our people aren't asking us the questions that they should be because of right. that fear of answer. Or like they're too busy. It's it's making sure as a leader when people come into your offices, first of all, I go out from behind my desk if I don't yeah. have to be or I'll go to them in their space. Mm-hmm. But to turn technology off and look them in the face and say, what do you need? Yeah, Clean sheet of paper in front of you yeah. with a pen, and it's just about what do you need? Because in a five-minute conversation in a meeting that's focused on what you need with someone face-to-face mm-hmm. versus 14 emails that you've chased around or, uh, you know, I haven't heard back from that person. When did you talk to them? Six days ago? Yeah. Well, you know what? What part of the project's held up by them as well? You know, let's let's why don't we have a conversation with them? It sounds like your expertise has become really keen in identifying those communication gaps that in when you look in hindsight, you're helping organizations realize that a lot of them are preventable with the right tools in place. Very preventable. And, and that, yeah. it, it, again, c- connection of people was the other thing where people are looking yeah. to connect. Yeah. And we're why, meant to connect. We're meant to connect. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's what, that's yeah. humans are wired for connection. Absolutely. And, and I think a big message, and, and I, I hope I get it, I think it was Celeste Headley that had said, and, and you know, we feel before we think mm-hmm. 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. All humans do. Regardless of your personality, if you're A-type personality, you're an introvert, you're anything, we feel first and we think second. Oh, Michelle, and you I, just started a right? full and other I want, podcast I know, for I'm us. Say we will. But, you know, the, the fun part of that one is, Karen, is this, is when we walk into meetings, how often do I, I sit in front of corporations and or different things? And they say, well, what do you think? And I'm like, well, what do you feel? Because we're asking the wrong question first. 
It is about people. You must so, and see I, and so I many people, different facial tell me what expressions. You, I do, I do, right? And I say, <laughs> yeah. well, tell me, what you feel, how do you feel about that's that? Right. And when you get to the essence of feeling, mm-hmm. because that's what we're all wired for is to feel. Absolutely. So ask your people, how do you feel about coming in late? You yeah. know, and it's interesting because another topic would be on those biases. You know, when you start to look at, we've got single moms and single dads at work. We get all kinds of things going on, but we think that that person, we shouldn't ask them to be part of something because they're probably too busy. Well, did you ask them? Exactly. Because sometimes yeah. we just, we have that unfortunate, those biases that kick in that we forget to just go and talk to people That's and right. ask those very simple questions. And let them decide for themselves. Based on what's going on in their life and how their own perception is handling the situation. Exactly. Yeah. Michelle, I'm just looking at the time. We're already 28 minutes in. Um, So just as a takeaway, we talked a lot about communication and those basic things of showing up at work and what you can do to contribute to a healthy culture and looking at your environment and what are you surrounding yourself with. I want to thank you so much for sharing your expertise. And I believe that we've only scratched the surface exactly. of many, many more podcasts to come. Um, I'm writing them down, all the concepts as we speak. Looking forward speak. to it. Yeah. Um, our shared purpose goes back to helping individuals create psychologically safe work environments, investing in themselves, and really building on those character traits or those soft skills that leave the lasting impression of how we're showing up and how are we valuing each other at work. And I'm going to go back to your quote, put the human back in human resources. Absolutely. Thank you again, Michelle. It's been a privilege. And to our listeners, thank you very much for sharing your time with us. We're excited to see you next time. Yes. Yes.